Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Welcome to the about-to-be-sophisticated first half of the podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. I like that you called it the sophisticated part of the podcast. Yeah. Um, listen, we had had this on our list to talk about a while back, um, but because we got so blocked up with other things, uh, we kept pushing this aside, but now we're here. Um, so... Uh, because of our great love for informative documentaries um, and the arts and the arts. Um, there's a great documentary on HBO. Um, and, and I, you know, not to say that our male listeners won't appreciate this, but certainly I almost feel like this is more up the females alley because of their sophisticated ability to appreciate the finer things in life. Uh, there's an there's a documentary on HBO called Black Art in the, in absence. the absence of light, yep. um, and I watched this and and I, I remember how you would always uh, bring up your boy uh, Biscuit uh, Basquiat. Who Basquiat? John Michelle Basquiat. It's not Biscuit. No, it's not Biscuit. Okay, um, so I decided. <laughs> you know what? Let me let me let me get my hot cup of Nescafe. And my cold sole socks with the toes in them and sit on the balls of my heels with my ass while the fireplace is going and the lighting is right and appreciate some artistic shit. You know, Basquiat would have appreciated Biscuit. He probably would have, he could have, I could have seen him using that. Really? Yeah, he would, he would have appreciated it. Well, well, we'll dive into him as well. Okay. Um, one thing I, 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 I had to say, um, and I don't. I'm I'm sure in the, in 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 the universe somewhere it exists. I, I'm, I would almost even go a little bit further to say, unless you are really an art enthusiast slash nut um, here in America, I wouldn't be as surprised about this overseas. 
But I have never known or seen a white person with black art in their house. Really? Never. An appreciation for black art. No, you're lying. You're lying. No, I've never seen it. You've never seen any African sculptures in, in a white person's house? Never, Andy. Really? Never. Have you ever been to a white person's house? Nigga, yes. <laughs> Just fucking with Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I, 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 I've rarely seen true African art in a black person's home. Because, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. Some of that shit is just ugly. Like that authentic African art where it's like a fucking Doberman dog with titties eight feet long, but a dog's head. What the fuck is that? Are you talking about like the, the sculptures or are you talking about the paintings? The sculptures. Yeah, well. Some of them African sculptures, man, is like, come on, man. But in African art, the sculptures, I mean, are, are, I think are the most common things that you would see at, at maybe at a white person's house. because Really? It, yeah, because it's readily available. I mean, they sell it at. Uh, um, now I can't. Um, what is that? World World Market Trade? I don't even know. There's a Cost Plus World Market. That's what it is. I right. mean, they sell it there. I've seen it. Uh, it it's also and, and and not minimizing uh, the white patrons of the art, uh, patronizing black art. But mm-hmm. it's also the availability. I mean, to find black art. It, it it it's not always out where you can find it as accessible as all white artists that are accessible in this country. Well, of course, Dave, that was the point of the documentary yeah, so, that they brought up. But when you when you find it, like I said, at Cost Plus World Market, that's one of those places that I know that you can find the sculptures. The, but um, also the tapestries um, that have been woven. I've seen those in white folks' homes. Really? I, yeah. What uh, white folks introduced me to these white? Folks? I, I you know I have a very diverse. Uh, upbringing and the amount of different people that I that I am involved with. So that's you know, like, dude. When I me, went, it's different. When I went to Africa, um, you know, of course, I went into uh, one of the uh, prominent gift shops uh, there in Johannesburg. Um, and listen, there, there's there's a, a thousand street vendors uh, selling the same a lot of the same shit. But this was like the the Walmart where it was just nothing but. And I looked at a lot of them pieces and go, where, where would I put this in my house? Why, why would I put this? What would I do with this? You know, the paintings I can get with, but them sculptures, man. I don't know if abstract is the right word uh, in terms of what they are, but, you know, you see, and, and very, like anything else that's creative, art is subjective, yeah. and it's to your personal taste. Um, a lot of that artwork too. When you talk about the sculptures, are reproductions of old artwork. So these are these are these are something that maybe have been passed down. The idea, the the sculptures themselves are, are so old that they're passed down, and then they get recreated for a wide audience. And that's why you see some of the things that you you may not be in touch with that you don't feel. Yeah, I mean, listen, there, there was a place uh, whenever we would do Cobb's in San Francisco. And I remember this one hotel they put me at. I fucking loved it. They, and I, you know, they always put me at different spots. But there was this one hotel they put me at. It, it was so sexy. The bar area felt like a library. It was like built like a library. Books everywhere. Fireplace. It was. It was. It was dark, dimly lit. You know, it was just beautiful. And across the street was an art gallery. And I mean, there is something to me so mature 
and sexy and grown about nice art and a beautiful home. It, it complements the home and they, they, they complement each other. And listen, I, I, my home is not nice enough to hang up certain pieces. And I go, dude, when I get my next crib and it's that crib, I would love to, to put, again, as, as you get older and you mature, I would love to put beautiful, like just those paintings of like, you know, a, a, an autumn day in New York when the ground is covered with orange leaves and the sky looks a certain way and certain pictures. It's, it's just very relaxing and beautiful. Um, your whole downstairs area of your place, you could put all that stuff up. Maybe. Uh, but, you know, again, I think right home, right art. Uh, and I and I just, you know, again, to the African sculptures, I, I just, and I hope, I, I, is abstract the right word? Something uh, wild and different? And, yeah, it could, yeah, it could be. I don't know. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but abstract is definitely an art word. Yeah, I, I just, it's, uh, it's too uniquely different for my taste. Um, and when it comes to black art, I'll tell you who put me up on game. Because I don't know a lot of black artists, excuse me, uh, but Norm and Debbie, Norm Nixon, Debbie Allen, uh, Norm, my manager when I first went to L.A., he was friends with Ernie Barnes. Yeah, that's where I was going to bring that up because I have that written in my notes. Yeah, and he and he had a, he had a lot of Ernie Barnes pieces. And again, for some of the brothers that may not know, you know, on Good Times, that pit, that famous picture they always show of all the black people in what looks like a pool hall. That's an Ernie Barnes piece, and he had many pieces in in uh, Good Times that because J.J. Walker, those were the those were the pictures that the character J.J. Walker was supposed to be playing. Right. Uh, there's a basketball one where it's dude I've running. seen that yeah, one. Yeah, okay, yes. So um, that being said, though, too, Ernie Barnes was also an athlete, and that made the transition over to art to be mm. just just to give you some right. background on Ernie Barnes. But Ernie Barnes was that that artwork wasn't mentioned in this. Uh, they didn't mention Ernie Barnes. I don't remember. Ernie. Right, you might be right. I wonder why. Because I think they were going for more contemporary. What's happening? I shouldn't say more contemporary. I think. Yeah, but he's one of the most famous. But it was seventies. They're going. This was really looking at a unique group of artists that had really come up more through the eighties, nineties, two thousand. Oh, that's today. a disservice to Ernie Barnes because his pieces are beautiful. I don't think that he was ever. Uh-huh, I don't think that he, he might have ever been part of. And they went through the. Now I don't have my notes, and I feel shitty that I don't have my notes for this, and they're in my phone, and I'm recording off of this. But do you remember the name of the gallery in New York? That uh, this artwork is all coming from. I don't. Where's a shitty review of this so far? Um, I wish I could remember the name. There's a gallery in, in Harlem mm-hmm. that, um, that that that's their focus is Black American artists, right? Um, uh, and this is a very important part of it. And I just wish I could remember the name. And hopefully, it'll come to me before the end of this. But that uh, I think they were looking more about the people who came through those doors, right? Um. <sighs> You don't own any black art, no? I do have, well, I have Basquiat stuff, but it's not like originals or anything. Basquiat is my... Ba- Basquiat, Biscuit's your guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's been my guy right. for a long time. And I really felt, because of what I have just said, that I think it focused more on the artist who came through the doors of that gallery. I'm going to go with that, only because otherwise I would be very ang- angry. Uh, right. Because... Basquiat was passed over quite a bit in this. It was such a small part of it. Yeah, I expected it to be bigger too. And 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 when I saw it, I was like, "Biscuit, that's Andy's boy." It's because he doesn't fit the narrative of what this um, documentary is presenting. And I'm not saying that the narrative was the it wasn't the most important part to this. It was about um, 
black art and how it's been and i shouldn't say it all comes through that because there is a lot of segments where they where they went back into the early um before the gallery was <sighs> i'm going to lose my space in this because i'm trying to connect it to that gallery there's other artists that came up before that gallery that they do show but basquiat had such an influence on art and i thought it was under um underappreciated in the documentary because I believe that a lot of the art, black artists that you see today or that are coming through colleges or uh, self-taught artists come because they have seen the work of Basquiat. Right. And I remember when I was when Basquiat died, and he died at 22 or 20, in his 20s. Um, and I went to go find books on Basquiat because I just wanted to know is everything I could, I could find out about him. And there was nothing available. Nothing. Really? Because even though he broke through in the uh, in this uh, art world he was the only black artist at that time really that broke through in that kind of way uh into the international market and he was huge and he was someone who should be i, I thought in that in in the context of what this was about i wish that they would have done a little bit more because i felt his influence has brought out a lot more art to um to the youth so that you know that it, it's funny because as we grow up you know uh, we all want to be something and we're usually athletes or firemen or whatever it is that you want to be. It's, right. it's these things that we connect with and it, not everybody wants to be an artist or a scientist. I mean, everybody wants to do these other things. And uh, especially to the black community, Basquiat was the, this was the only dude and uh, being a minority at all, I was connected to that, but his artwork is amazing. And at one time when he was considered the foremost black American artist, uh, later, uh, just recently, he was the one who sold. He was the highest. His painting went up for the highest sale ever for an American artist. So he ceased to be America's foremost black artist and became the highest yeah. revenue-driven uh, American artist. And I don't know if he still has that or something else went for more than that since then. But if, if, if he's not number one, he's number two, and it's for his skull painting, and it is an amazing painting. And all his work is quite – he's such an interesting guy. When you really know more and as more books and more things have come out about him, his art makes a lot more sense now even than it did before. Um, I, I just felt that, that that's that's the area. That's why I'm spending so much time on did, this. Did, did, I would like him, more did, of him. Did him and – Andy Warhol kind of come up together? No, uh, Andy Warhol was well established. Actually, there was a meeting. Uh, if the story is true, there was a meeting when Andy Warhol was with, with his gallery guy, and uh, Basquiat is famous for um, making small little paintings. And Basquiat didn't have a lot of money, so he trade paintings for a few dollars to buy cigarettes or or beer or whatever he wanted to at, at the store. And so he trade these and. And they brought him to Warhol, and Warhol was like, "These are, you know, Warhol was very uh, soft, mm -hmm. and these are, these are amazing, you know." And right. and he he ended up buying a couple so that he could get money. And and Basquiat knew who he was, and he, um, it was more than just chance meeting. I'm sure that he had a lot more involved, a lot more understanding of what he was doing at that moment than they made it look like in uh, this movie that I saw about Basquiat. Have you ever heard Basquiat talk? Or yeah, there's a lot. There's, I mean, he speaks. Because he, when they, like, first of all, I mean, I know, again, you mentioned him a lot. Uh, and I had never seen how Biscuit looked. And then they showed him. I was like, this nigga looks like a starving artist. I mean, between the Frederick Douglass hair and the missing tooth. I said, this motherfucker is truly a starving artist. And I'd just be curious to, to, to hear how he sounds. 
Uh, normal. He's just like a like a normal cool dude, man. Um, Accent or American? American. Okay. Dude, he lived in Thompson Square Park. Um, homeless. He didn't, and it almost like he he really didn't have to, but that's his his journey took him through that. Um, very complicated person. Extremely, As most artists are. Extremely complicated. Has very uh, an interesting background with his family. Um, and yeah, just, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm glad you gave me this time to bring him up into this because I just think that uh, he, he was, you gotta important. Google me some of his work. Cause I've never seen his work. I'd like to see his work. Okay. I'll send you some of his work. Yeah. And you guys, uh, anybody listening to this, he was interested in art at all, please check it out. Cause we're going to, we're going to talk about some other artists, but, um, just came along at a time. And this is what they kind of, what, what a part, a lot of this movie is about is that, access to black artists or black artists having access to the art world wasn't really available. And the reason I said Basquiat doesn't really fit the narrative is because he came in a long time when that access wasn't available and he blew the doors off artwork and his acceptance in the American art world uh, was very quick, um, skyrocketed, you know, and and, and as quickly as it came up uh, because of whatever issues that he had, he, he left very quickly as well. He left. He chose to leave. He or? died. He overdosed. Oh, so he um, and he. Uh, I don't know if that was in Warhol's town. He, his relationship with Warhol was good, and it was also a little destructive to him, I think, as well. Uh, but they're, 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 they did shows together. Um, really interesting. If you that, he, him on a standalone is worth uh, investigating. Very, to me, a very interesting guy um, and a great artist. I really like his artwork. I like how it's put together and I like what it means to him and it doesn't have to have a lot of meaning to everybody he knew what it meant and uh, if you could get on his wavelength his artwork was unbelievable so so just to be clear was was he considered because again I, I, this is not my world was he considered like the the Michael Jordan of black artists um, you see I, I think that's that might be kind of a weird uh, uh, analogy to try to connect because I don't think Art has a Michael Jordan. It, well, no, I, I just mean in terms of his legacy. Know, the, his legacy. Is. There was no really no black artist. He was kind of the first in a major way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even even that said, even when he that art world opened up to him, it was opened up to that art world, which is another. It's a subcategory of American culture, and there was a lot of rich and uh, influential people that were in that, but that didn't trickle down to regular people. What's amazing about his artwork is that as, as at, after he passed away into the nineties and two thousands, his artwork really did trickle down to regular society. And so that's where his popularity explodes. And uh, that's where he becomes a bigger deal. And again, most people aren't going to know who we are, who he is, because most people don't recognize artists, whether they're white artists, black artists, or any artist. They, it's not something that everybody. Uh, there's no trading cards. You're not going to get a trading card with some bubble gum and some and an artist in it. Listen, I really truly believe that just certain things in life, and maybe this is a good thing. Art and jazz music are two of the most, and I and I got to use these terms, grown folk things you could ever appreciate because jazz is not an easy music to fall in love with unless you can really get into the the rhythm and the maturity and the laid back sexiness of what jazz music is and it's it's an appreciate i think it's an under appreciated art form and i think art is too 
sculptures, paintings, and I and I say that to say this. Look, uh, niggas like the one that was in KC that I told you about. Nigga, finger in the booty. Nigga with the, with the finger in the booty. That I had to fucking battle a guy like Biscuit uh, would be unlikable to him. Any kind of art. Ernie Barnes, because again, that's what I meant when I said on last week's podcast about that ability to do both. And I'm glad I have that ability. I appreciate jazz. I could appreciate fine art, but I also could appreciate DMX and MOP, Annie Up. But I think you're doing yourself a disservice when you can't appreciate that or or, or is unwilling to try to understand it. Well, see... I agree, but disagree. If you are not willing to understand it, uh, that's one thing. That's fine with me because you don't have to put effort in. Art, as well as music, should be something that's enjoyed. And when you try to uh, dissect something and you don't understand it, or you're trying to explain it, or you're trying to, that doesn't work unless you do have an understanding of it. But if you can just appreciate it, because if you can look at something hanging on the wall and go, I don't know why I like that, but I like it, that's good enough for art. I mean, what, what, what that is right there? I don't know what it, but I like it. That oh, that shit look weird to me. You got the finger in the booty, <laughs> man. It's bullshit, man. Let's go get uh some KFC and go see a a, a gangster movie. But that's fine because that 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 isn't interesting to them. But if, if to that person that you just described, but if 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 you like it and you don't understand it, you don't you didn't break it down. You didn't have. If you like it, that's all art is supposed to be. Same with music. If you're listening to a song and you don't understand it but you like the beat, it makes you feel good, everything about it works, you don't have to break it down. Uh, there's too many people that are trying to complicate stuff. Sometimes it's just innate. You enjoy it, I like it, I like to either hear it, it works on my ear, I like to see it, it works on my eye. Those things are good enough. If you want to take it to the next step, that's good. But what happens is, it isn't. if you don't learn to take it to the next step, you're not opening up the door for more. And that's the question you have to ask yourself. Do I want more of this? Do I want more understanding? Do I want to be able to go deeper into this? Because this excited me. So how can I, how can I go deeper? And that's when you have to open up the door for more appreciation. Something tells me that a lot of Europeans, um, particularly in France, they just have a love for, for black shit. You know what I mean? I remember the singer, Josephine Baker, the black female yeah. singer. They did a, I think Lynn Whitfield played her who was in the movie of course opposite martin she was the crazy chick from thin line between love and hate um sometimes black artists go overseas because listen let's not lie to ourselves the racism there is there too it's just different it's just different and and black artists you know, from America get appreciated a little bit better, especially in the earlier times, in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and so forth, the way we weren't here. Well, when you say that, I'll say, I can say it, I think I can add to this. We love, we love, we love, we love you know, all the artists, all the, the, the Europeans talk in a slow fashion when we describe the niggas. <laughs> But they it was the Negroes. The way they dance, the skin is like an olive oil cocoa butter. The way they move, they translucent to the light. The bodies, they like silky bananas that are unleashed. I love the Negroes. I 
Um, I think what, how I would describe that is, I think the more elite or the upper echelon of society was more right. open to black culture than mm-hmm. here in the states. But right. when you get down to the 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 base level of the populace, right. even in Europe, in Europe, it, the racism was just is heavy as well. Right. But when you are allowed, like who, who what's the gentleman? Um, uh, I'm not your Negro. Oh goodness, Aries, come on, don't fuck this up. Baldwin, James Baldwin. Baldwin. Right. He ended up moving <clears throat> to France. Yes, in, because he was able to articulate his feelings and write and be. Godfrey does a great James Baldwin. Yeah, but he did oh. it. But it, it, that was more of the elite society that was right. accepting of that. Right. But as we get down to the main populace, we it, it's more of the same. Is you know when you, <laughs> when you go to a soccer game. And they throw bananas on the field. It's the same, right? Okay, so that uh, so just to clarify that, but yes, I think there is more opening in Europe. I think there was uh, the conversation had already gone further uh, with that kind of the the that society. But they are beautiful monkey the way they prance across the grass and pick up the peels or avoid the bananas. They are beautiful monkey the way they when the balls of their fist they just run. Dude, you're killing me right now. Uh, to, true to what you're saying, though, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually uh, expand on what you're saying. That elite society, though, that we talk about in Europe, sometimes what you are just saying right now, even though you're making fun of it and you're making a joke, I think is a lot of it is still some of it where they want uh, an elite society wants to show their their openness, their willingness to be more advanced when right. truly their insides may not always. Um, reflect what they're outside that they're trying to image that they're uh, above certain things that they're, they're looking at things and I think that happens a lot in a lot of society including this society here you know what I wish we could do I wish I could because I'm about to reel off some of these artist names okay good because I want to let you have them. some of their work but I wish we could do a thing where as I'm saying this the pictures could pop up the pictures could pop up because I feel like even a, even if, if I try to describe this to really <clears throat> to really appreciate it visually you should be able to marry some, the picture with my words, but uh, maybe I can send some of this over and we can get this edited into the. That the, would be great, man. If, if if you could, if you could, yeah, maybe we'll see, we'll see if I. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask you. I'll and Anthony it. could do that. Yeah, I'll see. I'm if telling you, man, it's 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 the, the two go together. Even even if um, I send him the pictures and he just put it at the very end, but it had the names of the artists, that might be that might be helpful. But it would right. be better as we were talking. Yes, about because it. there's especially one particular black woman. Who I want to mention. Okay, let me get okay. Yeah, let's get into All it. All right. Um, <clears throat> a guy by the name of Kerry James Marshall. I dug his shit. I think some of his paintings, one, and these are the names of the pieces. One was called Many Mansions. Another one was called School of Beauty, School of Culture. Another one was called The Lost Boys. And another one was called Slow Dance. And I wrote in my notes... Uh, I, I loved how he used different shades of black. And like there was one particular piece where it was all black. Uh, it was a black dude's face and you could see the white teeth and you could see the white of his eyes. But everything he had on a black hat, everything, the background was black. And I and I wrote and, you know, he said, I didn't even notice, but 
there are different shades of black. We shows nine, and I think it's nine. Nine. Shows. Yeah. And like he said, there's a carbon black, a Mars black, and ivory black. I just thought black was black. But from an artistic standpoint, he used different shades of black and the way that they blended together. Uh, I just thought that was some interesting shit. Yeah, he shows the the four that you can buy and then you make up the other blacks right. that you want to. Um, the uh, I thought that painting, that was the painting that you're talking about is the painting where he said he found, he was kind of found his aesthetic where he f- right. kind of figured out what he was doing. And his paintings are great. I mean, they are really great. And I got to be honest, is as little as I know about artwork, and I know, mm-hmm. I know, and as little as I know, I know I know much more than the, ge- the general public. Yeah, uh, these artists were unique to me. I didn't know, I didn't know all these artists. I knew like two or three of them, and the rest, right. uh, the rest were. And all I knew was Ernie Barnes and Biscuit, because you told me. Um, I, again, I'm not going to remember the names, and I always have a problem with the names. Uh, two f- artists that you're going to talk about in there, I sure is uh, the the two artists that painted uh, um, Barack Obama. And no, I wasn't, but yes. Because uh, their popularity has now expanded because they had that opportunity. That Barack painting was cold. That is, it's, and, and what's nice, and what I really enjoy about it, too, if you look at his body of work, you can see the relationship to his body of work. It wasn't like he did something outside right. of his work to put a painting up at the White House. This is, it, it reflects his body of work. And again, I don't know. Uh, guys, I'm really sorry. I don't know the names. I really did have it written down. I, I don't know that, na- that artist's name either. Uh, but I gotta say, I I I I like that painting. And Michelle Obama's painting was all. Uh, Michelle was nice, but wasn't as good as mine. Uh, <laughs> I, I I liked the perfect cute. He had me. Uh, I I wasn't too black, uh, but I I wasn't connected more towards my mother's side of cancer. I I was the perfect shade of black. Uh, white people felt comfortable, and black people were proud. Uh, so I, I want to thank that artist because uh, he had he had me looking good, uh, and to see myself at 22 feet, uh, all black, I just said thank God it wasn't a nude piece, because Lord knows uh, I could have darkened the room. <laughs> I do like when he said that he talked to the artist and he said he, he, the ears could have been smaller. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, but but uh, Gordon Parks. Which, he was another one. I, I didn't write down. I didn't write down specifics, but uh, Gordon Parks is another one. A lot of his pieces uh, were beautiful to me. Um, but the person who, I, excuse me, the person who I really want to get to, a young lady <clears throat> by the name of Kara Walker, and her thing was all about silhouettes, and she did a lot of controversial pieces because they were based in. Slavery times, and I and I wish to God I could have anything. Like she had one silhouette piece where, basically, you see a black woman giving birth, and they show the child coming out of her vagina, and no sooner than it's barely out, its head is connected to a rope. And one guy particularly said about her work, uh, and this was kind of his quote. He said, "Uh." Art and artists, it's not always about because. And before I say that, let me give it more context. Um, not death threats, but there was so pe- there were some people who were so uh, uncomfortably rubbed by her work that she was chastised. There were people going, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing? This is insane." Both on black and white. 
Yes. Um, and then that's when he said, <clears throat> art and artists is not always about being appreciated and liked. It's also about being reviled, criticized, but it's that activity that makes art important. Yeah. And I thought, what a great statement. Isn't, what a powerful, true statement. Is she the one? She isn't the one that did the sculpture with the sugar, is she? No. Okay, no, that's No, that's, that's be somebody completely different. Okay. But her, I, her thing was all the silhouettes. Silhouettes, all black, no colors, white background, almost like shadows. Yeah, because you don't see faces, you just right. see the, but the imagery. Here, yeah, but here's, here's the interesting thing about her work. and the, Some of the stuff that got banned by Dr. Seuss, not banned, they removed it. Oh. Has a similar feel to some of that stuff. As a silhouette, yes, but they have more faces in the Dr. Seuss one. Not, not she, that she would be completely canceled today. Who, Kara? Oh, you think so? I, I'm, I, I don't see why not. Even it's, though it's I think art. it would be a travesty. It's art, and it, it's art, and it, it's reflective, and it should art is uh, art, uh, like art, like comedy, and this is what uncomfortable. Fact, you should be made to feel uncomfortable at some points. And this is what, what is, is disappointing about comedy to me right now is, is that we're not saying this is an art form. We're saying it's comedy. Uh, it's comedy. It's okay. It's an art form. We, we want to make you feel uncomfortable. The laughter sometimes isn't there uh, just so that you can laugh. The laughter is some there is to make you feel better about how we just made you uncomfortable. And I think that gets missed. This uh, comedy is an art form just as much as, as this is an art form. Right. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, and this, and this is where I become grateful a little bit for today's technology. So you can pull it right so up. So you can pull it right up because I'm sitting going, God damn it! I wish I could. I remember the painting about the the birth, but there was so many others, and I just really quickly Googled, and and, and uh, her some of her stuff came up. Um, jeez, images of. Yeah, I think there's one I can't make out of if, but I can. I don't want to stand this because she looks like a. I know she's doing something with her daughter, like she's doing her daughter's hair. But then why is she looking like a Komodo dragon? Yeah, I don't know that one. Mm. Uh, but she has very interesting pieces. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I uh, like how she said she 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 came up with this style because she was tired of uh, of of art how it was being presented. It needed to be presented in a different way, uh, without so much of an of the person involved in the artwork. Right. I mean, you know, look again. A lot of her stuff is based in slavery times and what black people went through. Um, Man, I, and I and I don't want to. It's very Disney esque as well. Yeah, it's it's the way it's animated. Um, and I'm not saying that she that she took something from Disney. I'm saying. At the core, the simplicity of it has this Disney, but you can see when you compare Disney to what she's doing, you can see some of the problems with Disney in in what they do. Right. Well, yeah, that, and that's an irony in a, in and of itself. Uh, but yeah, man, I I, I I please turn me on to to Basquiat because uh, at some point I I would like to get some fine art into my house. Um, and not to mention the fact that, you know, we talk about uh, spending money wisely. That's a great investment. Well, if, it, if, if you get the right artist and if it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But you have, regardless, you have something nice to look at that you enjoy. Do you have in your list, do you have the guy who was the potter? The guy who was doing the pottery? I don't. 
Um, I, I wish I had his name. And, and this is where I'm talking about artwork and being accessible to everyone. This guy's a potter. He makes pots. And, and he talks about how everybody that he looked up to were all white. He had no one black to look up to in this right. field, even though there is a history of African pottery that's amazing. But in, 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 his, in his working field, all the potters were white that right. he's worked in. And his pottery is amazing. And if you don't... Um, if you, I mean, I know that it, it seems very... Uh, unless you really get into some of this pottery... It seems very simplistic. You just think of like um, some college chick just, you know, sitting there with their little turn thing making right. a little. But that's not what it is. It's it's an amazing form of artwork, and watching the pottery, uh, is being made. And then the there, and he did some investigation. He did find some black potters that were doing work mm-hmm. back then. That uh, the history within that is is very amazing. You could do a, a documentary, but it would only be to people who enjoyed artwork. Uh, that's amazing to me. Uh, and his artwork was amazing. There was a particular piece where it's like, unless you just had a house big enough to where you could put it in your house, this felt more like a museum. You go to it and see it piece. There was a dude who collected old piano keys. Yeah. And picture a thousand piano keys on the ground. And he made a... a I don't know if you call this a sculpture, but his design was... It's a living sculpture. Living sculpture. He made the piano keys, the wooden part of it. Look like waves. Look like waves. Not the black and white. He turned them upside down and made made this mass ocean of waves and on the floor. And then off in the distance, a, a black person's head. With the meaning being... Some of the slaves that jumped off the ship to their own demise, you were seeing what the slave was seeing, which was just nothing but ocean with his singular head at the at the middle of this piece. And I was like, Jesus, wow. You know, again, I I don't know if that I'd put that in my home, but you'd have to have a big enough home to display something like that. But it's a hell of a conversation starter. Speaking of big enough homes, the bigger supporters of black art, they talked about that. Uh, Alicia Keys mm-hmm. and uh, oh yeah, yeah, and uh, Swiss Beats. Yeah, matter of fact, that one painting that he pointed out of the brother that looked like he was on his side. Yeah, that's a amazing. That, the colors, the colors jumped off of that, and were just it was gorgeous. And if you don't have any interest in Alicia Keys or uh, Swiss Beats, please look them up on Instagram because especially Swiss Beats because he he. Post some of the the artwork that he gets. Is that the nigga with the finger in the booty? (laughs) (laughs) You will uh, you'll see some of the stuff that he has. He posted it's it's amazing. It's it it really is amazing. Um, Also, who else was in there that I just oh and I and I started to say that about the 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 woman who was uh, she got the the job to do a uh, art when she did the sculpture of the Mm -hmm. Sphinx, but she did it as a black woman. And it was gigantic, and it was all of what was it? It was it ice? What was it? It was sugar because remember the sugar cane industry was was uh, oh right 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 was run well it was sugar was manufactured by slaves that were were uh, that were cutting the canes, mm-hmm. and so sugar Domino sugar come and it was from Domino sugar the that was black involvement is very important in in this history, and she did this piece and it got. Uh, it, it, there was a lot of controversy. Right. 
and it, it's pretty amazing. And it was all made out of sugar. To, to our to our white listeners, uh, I really want your input and want to know what y'all like. You know, do y'all like black art? Do you, would you put black art in your home? You know, is there a love for it? Like, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, I, I just and to be honest and fair, I don't know a lot of well, I don't know a lot of black folks, but most of the black folks I know aren't too well to do. Like Norman Debbie was the Huxtables. But and I'm sure that there are black people with money um who do that. Um but I, I feel like that's almost an expectation. Like why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you support black art and be a black person? Um but I really want to know do white people like black art? You know and this is where the cap and the the people are going to be annoyed dun, with dun, me. Dun, 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 dun. There is no such thing as black art and white art. It's just art. It's art. Now, I, I think there would be black people that would disagree I, with no, you. No, they're going to disagree with me right now. Because I, it, that, that's a very strong point for us to be black artists. It means something to be a black artist. I'm saying this in the way that if, as I said, if art moves you, if you look at a piece and you go, I like that. <clears throat> It, it it shouldn't have, uh, it, it shouldn't come from a place. Is that a black artist? Is that a white artist? Is that an, a, a French artist? Is that a, this? It should be. I like that. That should be the prior the, the primary. But don't you think some art specifically is meant to represent? Definitely one hundred percent. Definitely one hundred percent. I'm not denying that. And so there is. Uh, I, I I don't want. I, I'm oversimplifying it by saying there is no right. black art or white art. But I I needed to oversimplify it to say. That I think that you lose yourself if you really appreciate art, you lose yourself in the art, and then you don't have to see it as. Uh, it, it, there's we see things that we like from other cultures all the time, and we don't necessarily go oh, that's and hang it up in our house and go that's French art or that is Italian art. I mean, Murano. I, I would though. I, I would. I would. I would want you to to, to add, know. You'd want to be proud of that as, as a conversation. Be yo, that's nice. What is that? Yo, that's an Italian, or that's a this, or that's a that. I think that lends itself to to the greatness of. The artist as well as the culture. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that statement at all. Right. I'm just saying it doesn't when you when it happens, you shouldn't be looking at it as black art, Italian art. But you should be looking at it as a piece that you enjoy and that you want to look at, and then yeah. it can have the culture and the experience and everything else that it wants to have. That's how we feel about the blacks. <laughs> we want to lose ourselves in the blacks, like butter into bread when it's hot. Into the yeast in the dough, and you can taste the secretions of sweetness from a liquid place. That is why we want to lose ourselves in the blacks, so that when we taste the darkies, we can taste the black licorice sweetness of the diabetic Negro. All right, so you got any more on this art? No. Okay, let, let me ask you this question before we move forward. We, we, uh, I really like this little bit that we did on it. I wish I would have had more notes because I have more things to say about it. But mm-hmm. I thought this was great. Uh, the art space that's in it, that's in Harlem that I don't remember. I think it might have been called the art space. Uh, mm-hmm. That was one other thing that we didn't touch on. That it is needed. It is needed to to add access to black artists uh, and to uh, the public's awareness of what black art is. Right. Um, definitely needed. Definitely important. Uh, that was also part of it. But going from that to what I want to ask you about is: Do we want to do? Um, 
the um, Asian issues Let's that we're having on that, or do you want to do that on like a fifteen minute just extra podcast? No, nah, nigga, we got eighteen minutes. Go. Let's talk about these All right. the cruelty to the Asian community. Uh, I have a different take on it, uh, and it's not as different as I thought because I saw some other people with a similar take as me. Do you want to go first on this one, or do you want me? No, nah, I'm gonna let you kick the door in. Wow! Let me get, let me get the letters. <laughs> Um, I think with, uh, without a doubt, we can say that, uh, and we know it from the numbers that, uh, violence towards Asians is, is on the uprise because of this COVID shit and ignorance. Um, uh, I would say that's, that's definitely a major part of it. Um, right. but, um, so without a doubt, we can say that. And, uh, but as we move into this next part with the shooting, now here's here's also something I want to say. I've been here since what? When did we get here? Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Thursday. Okay, I haven't seen the news since Thursday. Uh, some things may have come up that I don't know about. But as of as when I left off on it, um, and if you don't listen to this whole thing, you're not going to get my whole point, and you're going to think that I'm minimizing this, and I'm not. Um, I think there was a, because of what's happening in the Asian uh, community and the violence towards the Asian community that immediately we went to uh, this white dude here uh, was a white supremacist and he hates Asians. I don't know who he is. Uh, he's definitely white. I don't know that he hates Asians. I do understand. I do know that he has a uh, sexual addiction issue that was uh, confirmed by his roommate the fact that he's been through sexual addiction therapy. Um, uh, there's been some religious things that have happened with him. And by no way does that give him a pass for what he did. That's not it. But when we're trying to fit a narrative and we, uh, there's another problem in this too. Apparently the, uh, the sheriff that started this investigation was selling uh, Chinese virus t-shirts. And so that lends... Chinese virus t-shirts? Yeah, t-shirts. It's a Chinese virus... COVID, Chinese virus, or something like that. Who was selling this? The sheriff, apparently, was selling these. So that that lends also to discredit uh, the investigation, and there could be more behind that. So again, not minimizing what he's done, but... uh, if you go to an Asian massage place and you decide to kill people at the Asian at the massage place, uh, because it's a place that apparently you were frequently, um, there's probably going to be mainly Asians there. Uh, he didn't seek out going to other Asian areas. He went strictly to these. So do we still want to dance around saying that we don't know that it was because they were Asian or do we want to just go ahead and stick the landing on his particular case? We don't know that it's Asian other than his than it was uh, Asian massage parlors that he was going to. That being said, I the reason I'm bringing this up is I think it's uh, and then other people have come out and said, nope, that's what it is. And they're trying to force the narrative. I think it's lazy reporting because here's my bigger point, And if hopefully you stuck with me through this whole thing, um, there is a problem within itself. Uh, two problems. One is the reason I think this is important to talk about this way is that sex workers have been also people that have been demonized. And when they say they're being under, they're under attack, which they have said, people tend not to give any credence to that because they're sex workers and almost that they deserve whatever happens to them, or they can't be raped because they're sex workers and, or they, they can't be sexually assaulted because they're sex workers. Uh, And so they're not, 
their concerns aren't prioritized. And I think that this is also an opportunity to talk about sex workers and, and what they go through, whether they're Asian, whether they're Hispanic, black, white, that they all have uh, this stigma. And when they're having issues, they're not taken as seriously. And I think this is a moment that you could talk about that as well. well I think we could, but I, 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 don't, I, I wouldn't want to stray too far away from what this is really about, which is the uprise on hatred towards Asians. I understand that, but is this the uprise on Asians towards Asians? Because he, he, went, he didn't go to Asian restaurants trying to kill Chinese families or, a, or, or Korean families or any other of the— But had he gone to—are you saying that had he gone to places where he knows— there would be Asians, be it a restaurant or in Chinatown or Koreatown, that's different? I'm saying he didn't have to get in his car and drive all the way over to another area of another massage place that apparently he had frequented. He wouldn't. Uh, he, he could have found other Asians if this was just to shoot Asians. Now, but, but before I go any further, and the reason I said I don't want, and I brought up the sex workers, and you think it's strain, I want to say this. My bigger part in here, and this is where I say why I think it's lazy reporting, is the sex trade in that sex worker industry, a lot of it has to do with Asians. Why are there so many Asian massage places? Because they love you long time. So where is that coming from, and what are we supporting? Who are the people that are going and supporting Asian these, I, I, these I Asian feel like I feel places? like we could, honestly, I feel like we could dance around this part of it forever and not come up with... I de- like real answers because we don't know. Well, but my thing is, look like a duck, smell like a duck, quack like a duck, a fucking duck. This to me, I think we really, I, I feel like I think I know what this really was about. Was he a mentally deranged sicko who couldn't get no pussy and decided to take his anger out on the fact that he was a loser in that way? Yeah, but I also think the Asian thing had something to do with it. I can't say that it did or that it didn't. I would say that most likely there has to be something because if you frequent Asian massage places, and this is why I don't think you this is really strained from it. Why? What was his affinity for the Asian massage? There's other places that you can go. It just doesn't have to be Asian massage places. So there was some there was some other well, attraction that, and that, need. But no, but that's what makes me think even more that it was racially. Motivated. That's what I'm saying. I, right. I'm agreeing with you on that. Right. But there's this. But my other point to this, and I'm if not. Is sure, it going to Russian? Massage parlor. We've been prepared for a gunfight. <laughs> okay. The so, women shoot guns from pussy. But that's the other thing. He could have yes. gone to a different massage type of place. He did go to Asian. So there is definitely an Asian aspect to this right. with him. My other point, though, and the reason I said this is important, is why aren't we talking about the sex worker, the sex trade of Asians that are coming into this country? And who is that supporting? That's supporting what? who are the dominant people that go to these uh, Asian massage parlors. And they're white dudes so the racism is still there i'm not denying any of the racism but let's look at this overall because uh asians are under attack but let's not minimize what what the attack is also all right well let me just say this first off uh um i'm not you know I'm, i'm always my heart goes out to anybody regardless of race that has to suffer such an atrocity and her and a, and a horrendous act, um, but you know, on social media, a lot of black people's stance on this, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong or agree or disagree. I'm just a lot of black people's stance on this is, where are the Asians when black people are getting slaughtered? Where's the support from them for us? 
um, you know, where we all during the the Charleston nine that got shot in the church when anything happens horrific to black people, where's our support from you guys? But yet you want us to support you. Now, <clears throat> when it comes to human life, I don't want to play tick for tat. But my point more or less is this. And I've said this on the podcast before. This hatred or this dislike that so many ethnic groups, people of color, have for black people. And, and Asians, a lot of people in the Asian community have made no bones about their dislike for Negroes. Uh, Mexicans have fought with Negroes. Certainly, we know we are the number one target for racist white folks. But my question always becomes, and let me, you know, ee, Floor Creek conversation. Let me say again, I know not all white people are racist, but history has shown us time and time and time again that when it comes to race, uh, white people are known for racism. You got white people are the Babe Ruth of racism. And it's amazing to me that the Asians don't like niggas, the Hispanics don't like niggas, but yet so many so many of y'all don't like us trying to get that acceptance from them that they shit on you too. When shit hits the fan, and I'm not saying all white people, the racist white people, and 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 it just feels like white people are inherently racist. It's it's been sewn into the fabric of this country. It's it's the it's been the it's been the history. It's as American as apple pie and baseball. You know, whether it was Asians being put in concentration camps, the, the Indians being slaughtered and and wiped out, niggas with slavery and oppression. You know, the shit that Hispanics have gone through at the hands of racist white people. But y'all still y'all are so busy hating us when it's like they hate you too. So I don't. So black people feel this stance on. Why should we support you when you have shitted on us while trying to gain their acceptance while they shit on you too? Minorities should stick the fuck together regardless of who you are or what you are. And I know that might sound to to some white people, hey, that's unfair. That's not right. So I don't want it to come off that way because, again, I'm acknowledging not all white people. And, again, a lot of white people have been in a struggle. So not all. As a race, though, y'all's y'all's history sheet don't look the greatest. See, I I, I I'm agreeing with you, but I don't like the way that you presented it. Listen, I don't like the way that I presented no, no, it no, either. But let me, I'm, because I'm agreeing with you, but let me say it this way: uh, when you have a dominant sector of America, which is the white majority, that controls many aspects of how America works, if not all aspects of how America works the minority group has to stay together in order to swing any balance their way. Because otherwise, as you fragment it, and like you just said, Asians, Mexicans, blacks, if you fragment any of that population, you lose your advantage on making change because you, you are fighting against the majority. The only way you have that is to create some balance, and that is to, as together. So, as minorities, together. Together. Uh, yes. That's, so, but, but, but we don't do the together thing. But we don't. But I rephrased it that way only to say because this isn't, uh, like you said, they don't, we, as minorities in general, don't stick together. But when it comes time to make change, the only way this change happens is 
couple different ways. One, uh, you make white people feel understand that they're privileged and that they need to uh, actually stop denying people their rights because it, the way that it, it, we have set this up, it denies people their rights. That's one way of making a change when you make that realization and that connection. The other way is sheer numbers. You can make a change if everyone sticks together. And you can make a change because the, now the numbers become more equal. But that's tough to do because we have different cultures working that have never worked well together. And in the black community, when and uh, there, there's articles, numerous articles about blacks and Koreans. And when Koreans move into a black neighborhood and set up markets and then want to run it the Korean way and black people aren't down with necessarily that. And we've seen uh, footage of what can happen in that situation. That's a big riff. That's a hard riff to go, okay, but now let's get together because there's these white people. Doing, well, why do I have to worry about these white people when you guys are doing it to us right here? There is, there is a communication. Obviously, minorities aren't going to band together all at once, but they need, we, as, as a minority group, we need to if we're going to make change over the, the overwhelming majority white group. Yeah, I, and then let me just, you know, I don't know if I'm cleaning this up or making it worse, but again, it's, it's almost like... Uh, it's so popular to shit on. It, it's so American to shit on black people. It seems, and, and to be and to treat black people like shit and be racist against black people. Again, it's sewn into the fabric. It, it seems so culturally uh, like the thing to do that it feels like other minorities jump on the bandwagon and go, "Yeah, we hate you niggas too," because that's that's part of America. But it's like you're not special. You're not special. Stop trying to be special because at the end of the day, when the shit hits the fan, again, history has shown us they fuck with you too. Okay. So you're not special. But there's two. I, I'm going to give two. I'm, I'm trying to give all the parts to this, and it's just going to cause me more problems, but this is how it works. Uh, when you say that, black people from outside of America give black american shit though too yeah so it's not it's not just africans yeah it's not yeah. just it's not just uh white or other other it's other minorities and when i say that i'm including other uh cultures that would be considered black to regular white folks but africans yes have have criticized uh black americans i i saw the breakdown somebody on on social media uh when a mexican does something fucked up or kills somebody build a wall when an arab does it ban them when a black person does it black lives matter is a terrorist group but when a white guy does it oh he just had he mental problems well, that we need to figure out and that's what the cops said he had a bad day right that's why day. that's why I'm so, saying, so that, that's why i'm saying you know arabs you know we do it like niggas niggas no niggas mexicans the fucking niggas the asian no nigga come here whatever it is they you motherfuckers are not special. America has, has has shown you stay in your place too. Okay, as far as black goes and weaving into the fabric, I do want to say this. This is where this this is where I believe this comes from, and and this is why the conversation has to be had until the day that white America takes responsibility for what it did to black people. And when I say white America, we we know that slavery was worldwide. We know that um, America didn't uh, invent this. We know that the first uh, 200 years of slavery were the British. doesn't make a difference. When we wrote the Constitution and in uh, the Declaration of Independence, we put in that all men were created equal, and we knowingly continue to enslave black people. 
we have not ever made an amends for that. And until that day happens, we're always, white people in this country are always going to have this resistance to black people because it's their own, uh, their knowledge that they fucked up. Mm-hmm. And they can't, until they accept it and account for it and atone for it, that's always going to be there. And that's racism is always going to stay there because there's never been uh, um, a dialogue that says, okay, we did it. What do we need to do? How do we move forward? It's always been, well, that was, and we've heard it. That was a long time ago. What can we do about it now? That wasn't me. That was this person. And right. not understanding that the same, that we're walking on the same ground that this has happened. The other thing, though, with, uh, uh, you just said something, and I totally lost my space because I wanted to finish that other thought. But go ahead, man, because I don't even remember what that is. Yeah, uh, we might have to two-part this. That's what I was worried yeah, about. That's yeah. why I was saying yeah. we should have made this a... No, but, you know, let's keep the notes and uh, two-part it. Okay, but it is it is important to me that the media handles this. I'm not saying that this guy should have uh should, is should be looked at as uh you know in, in, in a way it's kind of funny because in a way because if it, this wasn't just racially motivated if it does part of it it doesn't take away the fact that he killed uh he killed these people and it's like okay well it's okay it, it's it's still not okay and it's not well he did it for this reason or he did it for that reason this is a problem uh and and one group of people did suffer the 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 most out of this. There was other people who died. I believe a Met, I don't know if he died or who was injured was a Mexican dude. I think there was a, one white. Per, I think there was a white person. I'm not sure. But this is we also have a mental illness situation here. Uh, but that doesn't take away just because you're mentally ill doesn't mean that you don't have hatred. Listen, um, I said this a million times before. The Jedi mind trick when it comes to racism and white society, uh, the notion, the hypocrisy. In and of itself, this notion that, you know, Asians are responsible for coronavirus and our way of life being disrupted and people dying. So for the for the for the idiots and for the racist psychopaths that are out there. You're telling me you think the right thing to do is to cause them violence as so as somehow that makes it right. But in their minds, it's warranted. So one wrong, uh, try, trying to trying to validate what you think is a wrong by committing wrong, and in your mind that is a justification for being right, which is ultimately what you're saying is my way is the right way, my way is the white way, and this can't be wrong. The hypocrisy of that is outrageous. It's outrageous. Well, because they got to believe that me doing this is justified because of what I believe they're responsible for. And that somehow makes it right. I think the other hypocrisy is, is that if you believe in the American way and the American idea and the Constitution and no one should take your guns and no one should. Then you, the other part of that is everybody who comes here and becomes an American citizen is an American. And that's your brother then. And because uh, someone who had access to the media that made you feel like Chinese people are what caused this problem worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, that isn't your, your American brother might be Chinese. He might be Korean. He might right. be Japanese, but he's here with you struggling in this country to do the best he can for it. That's what this great experiment is supposed to be about. 
and you, you go about this completely the wrong way. And and I don't care what any of these racist dudes, whoever come. This is the experiment. If you don't like this experiment, then go back to the European colony that you came from because that's what this is supposed to be. This is the this is supposed to be all of us as Americans, and I, I know that is far fetched to you. I, no, no, no. I, I I may have to queue up and send to Steve as we close out on this to play that great soundbite from Farrakhan on Donahue when he said, "When people say go back, remember where you came from." Because you're not a native anywhere. So if someone told you to go back, where would you go? Uh, mm. And that, that, that is, and that's why I never, like, it's, there, I have issues with Farrakhan, but I never dismiss what he says. Because right. that's a true statement. Right. Where do you go back to? But in this country, this is the experiment. This is what we came here to do. This is what we were supposed to become. And if we don't let this happen, if you don't embrace who you have next door to you that bought a home that's involved in this great American experiment and you begrudge them anything because they don't look like you, you're not honoring the Constitution that you complain, uh, that you say that you hold up in high regards. You're not uh, honoring the Declaration of Independence. You're not honoring your American value. So take that. Okay, I've, I've been listening in this corner right here, and I've heard a whole lot of negative things from the white people here. When you are trying to explain yourself, the white people don't want to hear you explain yourself. They drown you out. They start already trying to drown you out and talk over you. There's a certain amount of white arrogance here, and they don't want to listen to what black people are saying. They don't understand because they don't want to understand. I've heard a woman here say, go back to Africa. Somebody said, we have a black holiday. What does that mean? So what? What does that mean? He did not say that. He said, if we have a choice. What some of us can go and some of us yeah. can stay. Just remember, but there's no understanding just in here. People to, are just trying to, to talk. Those, to those arrogant persons. You know, when you tell us, go back, please remember where you came from. And when you, when you want to relegate somebody to a specific place, just remember what your origin is in this world. Please, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But I want you to understand that you, wherever you are on the earth, you are not a native anywhere. You came there and took it from the native people who are there. So please don't talk about going back, because if others talk to you about that, where would you go? All right, y'all. Um, love each other. That's the message of the day. Um, That's very cap-like. You ca- dun, dun, I capped you. Dun, 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 I've converted dun. you. Shit. I'm going to find a way to fuck that up. Um, (laughs) All right. This is from KPKP. Uh, It's called Welcome to Jamaica. Um, His Insta is YNG underscore KP. That's KPKP. Welcome to Jamaica. And his Insta is YNG underscore KP. Enjoy. Each and every person out there, don't forget about that clicking up thing, you know what I mean? Be to yourself. Stay to yourself. Trust nobody. Trust nobody. And, uh, you know what I mean? Straight up. My closest friends did me in. My closest friends, my homies, people I done took care of their whole family. I done took care of everything for them, looked out for them, put them in the game, everything. Turned on me. 
Fear is stronger than love. Remember that. Fear is stronger than love. All the love I gave didn't mean nothing when it came to fear. So it's all good. But I'm a soldier. I always survive. I constantly come back. You know what I mean? Only thing that can kill me is death, death, death. Tell my mama I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna keep